the next episode of Nerd Flicks and Chill will start in three, two, one, zero. Hey everybody, this is Nick. And this is Carrie. And we are Nerd Flicks and Chill. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about the recent Avengers Infinity War trailer that came out to uh, a lot of acclaim as we are just about six weeks away from the release of the movie. Um, however, before we get into that, we do have a little business that we need to discuss. And uh, that is going to be how you will be able to find us moving forward. Now, for those of you guys that are listening on iTunes or on Stitcher or that are subscribers to us, this will not really affect you. But for those of you who uh, have been trying to find us online by going to our website, well, we've got some news there. Carrie, do you want to tell them the news? Oh, wow. You're you're handing it off to me to do this? Yeah, why Ooh. not? Okay. If I had a uh, breaking news sound effect, I would play it right now. <laughs> there we go. I'll sing it instead. Uh, so some of you may recall, uh, what, a few months ago, a, a, almost a, a year ago, we did an exclusive Game of Thrones show for a well-known website called LRM Online. Our show was called Game of Thrones First Take. And apparently it was very popular because LRM was very pleased and they have asked us to partner with them yet again. But not just for a single exclusive show like Game of Thrones First Take. They want the whole thing. They We are partnering completely and fully with LRM. Nerdflix and Chill is now going to be a featured partner with LRM. We are mainly going to be living on their site with their other partner of shows and articles and contributors that they have will be part of their family. Yep. And uh, again, for those of you guys that are currently subscribing uh, via I iTunes, or if you, you know, download our podcast via Stitcher, uh, nothing really changes for you, but we are living uh, at a new place on the interwebs. So we can be found at lrmonline.com. Uh, starting with this podcast. So it's very exciting. So for all of you guys that have been listening to us, thank you. And for those of you who are just starting to listen to us, welcome. Uh, we look forward to kind of uh, having you guys as part of our extended Nerdflix and Chill family uh, for this little community of uh, of nerdy people that we've been building over the last couple years. So we're really excited about this opportunity to work with LRM again. It was a great experience when we did Game of Thrones first take. So, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to be, uh, to be working with them. And, uh, this also means that in the future we might see some, uh, some cross pollination of content there with some of the LRM team, which we're really excited about. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun and we look forward to, to having that new audience along with us. All right. So with that housekeeping out of the way, we can move on to talk about this Avengers Infinity War trailer that came out, this second trailer uh, that came out over the weekend. And uh, I got to say, it has me really, really excited for this film. It's kind of the culmination of everything that Marvel has uh, been building up to this point. What were your initial reactions to this trailer? 
really positive. I mean, when I first saw the initial teaser trailer, it was kind of like, oh, okay. We've got, you know, the the regular Marvel characters or the, you know, Avengers. And we, you know, they've introduced the Guardians in there. Okay. But now with this, we're seeing them really intermixed. We're seeing them interact. We're seeing a lot of tension, a lot of action that this movie is going to be giving us. And I was really excited and really pumped at the end of this trailer. Yeah, me too. Um, one of the things that this trailer made very clear to me is the kind of story that we are being set up for. Now, just so you guys know, for those of you who are listening, we are going to be speculating a little bit about what we might see in this film. So if you are in any way spoiler reverse, you may want to come back to this a little bit later, uh, because we do have a pretty good track record when it comes to speculating about films and television shows and things like that. So we are going to be speculating a bit. Uh, so as we kind of get into that, just keep that in your heads uh, moving forward. But one of the things that became pretty clear to me is what kind of story we're going to be looking at, uh, at least in kind of uh, uh, give it a sense of structure, I would say. And and what are you saying? So it looks like to me that we are going to have... This is basically going to be Thanos searching for the Soul Stone. Or, well, right. at least going through and collecting all the Infinity Stones, uh, which I think is going to cause the story to kind of separate in a bunch of different directions. Because it looks like we have one subplot that's going to be taking Captain America uh, and Vision and Banner and Scarlet Witch all to Wakanda, where it looks like they're going to be, you know, utilizing the tactical advantages of Wakanda to try to prevent Thanos from coming to, um, you know, get the, uh, the stone from vision. Right. We, we also have a New York component that looks like it's going to have Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Doctor Strange, because they have the Eye of Agimoto, which is another Infinity Stone that Thanos is going to come for. Uh, and then it looks like there's another component that involves almost like a space component where we're going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor. Uh, and that's going to probably deal with the aftermath of uh, the end credit scene of Thor Ragnarok, where, you know, they're on that Asgardian exodus ship and thanos's ship comes up and, and approaches them so i think we're going to see that continuation of that so it looks like we're going to see these uh these stories kind of branched off into sections i mean there will be some crossover i think but i think no, that's the plan there definitely will be because i think there's a brief shot where you see star lord and dr strange together so there is going to be some, and which is one of my, th uh, it, that plays into a, a slight theory that I have, but um, yeah, there's going to be some bleeding over. And that's, I have to say, that's one of the things that makes me a little apprehensive about this movie is that, you know, this is, this is a massive ensemble piece and I, I, I mean, for it to be really fulfilling and, and really give everybody the attention that they all deserve, it's going to end up being like a six-hour movie. And we know that it's not going to be. So I'm wondering how they are going to interweave and and keep all of this together without it being just a complete muddled mess. And now I will say that 
So far, Marvel has done a really good job when they have a lot of people together. But this is a lot. So it, it makes me it makes me apprehensive and, and thinking that I'm not going to feel that I'm getting enough of everything. Yeah, I think to to me, one of the things like I would love to see this be very Guardians heavy and very Black Panther heavy, but realistically, it's not going to happen. The title of this film is Avengers Infinity War. This is going to stick to the core Avengers characters primarily. And I think that's going to really revolve around Captain America, Iron Man and Thor. They're the they're the kind of original core of that Avengers team. And I think they're going to be the core of this movie as well. And I think the other the other characters are going to be more supporting. They'll all get little individual moments, but I think the the core of the story is going to revolve around those guys. Yeah, I think um, all the the periphery. I mean, as far as Avengers go, periphery characters are, are almost going to be bit players. But the thing that's so difficult with that right now is that I would say those bit players like guardians like uh black panther i i i don't know i'm going to go out on a limb here and i think that those two sets are probably more popular right now as far as movie going audiences are than the avengers are uh. so i i think it's i i'm Oh, I'm wondering how they're going to treat this and I'm wondering how it's going to be received because if you have these massively popular, I want more of that. So I, I'm, I'm really curious as to how it's going to uh, be treated and how it's going to be received. Well, I also think that this is going to be the transition. Uh, these, these two Avengers films that are going to be coming here within uh, a year of each other. Uh, are really going to set the table for the future of the MCU. And I think there's going to be somewhat of a handoff between the original core Avengers characters and those new ones. Yeah. So I think you're seeing the introduction of Guardians and Black Panther into this Avengers world, and they're going to be the ones carrying the baton in the future Avengers films. But I think the central characters are going to really remain uh Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America. Yeah. I just, uh, it just seems to be the case. And I did see that Kevin Feige said that, uh, Thor and Thanos probably get the most screen time in this film. Interesting. Which, yeah, I do think that is interesting. And, um, you know, it was one of the things that really looked evident in the trailer. And, uh, one of the things that, that not to be lost in the trailer to kind of support this argument that I'm making about Thor, Cap, and Iron Man, one of the things that you see in this trailer is all three of those characters having face-offs with Thanos and not looking like it's going very well for either of the three of them. Correct. There has been lots of speculation, lots of rumor. I don't think there's been anything official. I'm, I could be wrong, but there seems to be a lot of speculation that one of the major characters is not going to come out of this movie unscathed I th or alive. I think it's possible all three of them don't come out of this film. I think it's entirely possible. I mean, this is the the thing that kind of sucks about this is we have our suspension of disbelief somewhat ruined by the fact that like it's been it's been widely reported that 
Evans, Hemsworth, and Downey all signed seven picture deals. And they all had their own trilogies. And then it looks like they're all going to be around for four Avengers films. And that adds up to seven, which means they're all going to probably leave their roles behind and move on to other things. So if they're going to be exiting the Marvel Universe, you might very well uh, see all three of them kind of killed off in the universe. And and when you're really thinking about, not character-wise, but when you're thinking about actor-wise, their contracts aside, the first one that I would think of would be Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. Simply because Benedict Cumberbatch is such a hot ticket right now, and, and especially with Sherlock and... Um, just his just wide breadth of work that he has, I would think that he would be somebody that would that would okay. I'm just going to do this thing, and that's going to be it. And um, but I don't foresee Doctor Strange's loss in this movie. If Doctor Strange had is one of the ones that is gone in this movie, I don't honestly, I really don't see that making a big impact. And I would think that if they're going to kill somebody off, it's going to be something monumental and it's going to be something groundbreaking. I mean, I think the leading candidate for it, I think the leading candidate for one of the heroes to lose uh, would be Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, Downey looks like he's ready to kind of check out of it. I mean, Marvel is paying him so much money. Uh, Plus, (laughs) it would kind of, it would nicely round out his character arc a little bit. Yeah. And one of the things that we do kind of forget, and it's really easy with these Marvel movies to forget, is the narrative thread among the Avengers films. Like, these Avengers films do have, like, a common narrative going through them. I think we get so wrapped up in all of the different, like, individual films and then look at the look at the Avengers films as, like, ensemble pieces to where we kind of forget that the Avengers itself has a narrative structure that kind of would lead into the idea of Tony potentially being somebody who sacrifices himself, uh, you know, yep. for the greater good or, you know. Yep. Uh, that is exactly what I was going to say, that I would think that he, that's how he would go out. He would go out doing, um, yeah, just that, sacrificing himself for everybody else. I would see that. You know, and if and one of the things that the audience should know is that we do plan to go back and do revisited episodes for the first two Avengers films, uh, because I think there is some important stuff that you can mine from those films that's going to help you kind of set the table going into Infinity War. And part of it, I, I kept thinking about um, Stark's vision that he has of all the Avengers kind of laid out, you know, and I think yeah. that that might be a, a vision that may actually come true. Uh, so I think that's, that's a definite possibility. Um, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite ideas for Tony Stark is something that Kevin Smith brought up on his Fat Man on Batman show. And it was that you could conceivably kill Tony Stark, have him no longer part of the MCU, but have him be the AI voice of whoever takes on the suit, the Iron Man suit. Oh, interesting. So where it was Paul Bettany, uh, you know, when he was Jarvis or, you know, yeah. the Spider-Man suit had Jennifer Connelly's voice, make the new Iron Man suit have Tony Stark's voice. Let him be the, the voice of the AI for the suit. Right. Cause then Robert Downey, all he has to do, uh, Robert Downey Jr., all he has to do is go in and do voiceover stuff. He yeah. can do that from, he could do that from home if he has the right setup. Well, and it also kind of keeps that connection to, you know, what launched the MCU kind of keeps it there. 
Yeah. So you still have that piece of it. Um, a couple of other things in this trailer. One of the, the things that I wanted to point out, and this is kind of just talk about the trailer itself a little bit, is that opening rotation shot of New really York City. Interesting. Yeah. Not an uncommon shot. We've seen it used in, uh, I think it was the first Avengers film or the second one with Loki Scepter. And we also saw it used in Black Panther as well. And it's always just kind of a visual indication that the world's about to be turned upside down. Well, and we're almost saying that it's like it's being it's I think with Black Panther and I'm trying to remember exactly when that happens. But then also with this, the the camera shot is actually as if we were upside down, but now we're being righted. So it's like things were crazy, but now it's now it's being corrected or something. Because it's not yeah. going upside down; it's coming from upside down, going back straight. Yeah, which is what that's down. how it was done in Black Panther as well. Yeah, that's what I thought. I couldn't remember what the perspective was or where it happened within the story, but that's yeah. I'm I'm glad that I I uh, I'm I'm more right than I thought. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, that's definitely kind of a, a visual bit of symbolism that we are heading for, you know, something that is going to be kind of turning this world upside down for these, for these characters. Uh, we also get a shot of what looks like a meteor or, uh, something kind of heading to Earth, which I think could be, uh, somehow tied to Bruce Banner. Or um, it's the it's the comet from Game of Thrones. <laughs> it might be. That's it exactly. That's be. as soon as I saw that. That's what it made me think of. Because that that whole thing went nowhere in Game of Thrones. But um, yeah, that was well, the first thing I thought of, of. That we know of. Well, yes, they they have a couple more episodes to approach it again. Because we see a shot in this trailer of the Sanctum Santorum where Doctor Strange is kind of hanging out and this meteor seems to be coming at them. Now, one of the things that we do know about this movie uh, that has been stated by Kevin Feige is that Thanos does something in the first five minutes of this movie that really shows how uh, how awful a villain that he truly is. Now, hmm. I believe that that is going to be... Uh, my 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 guess, my bit of speculation here is that the first shots of this film are going to be Thanos approaching that Asgardian ship uh, and taking the Tesseract. And I right. think my hunch is going to be that he's going to kill all of those Asgardians that are on that ship. I think the entire population uh. of Asgard is going to be wiped out. I also think that he is going to take the life of a beloved Marvel character, and I think that character will be Loki. I think Loki is done. I think he's done in the first five minutes of the movie. That would definitely set a very interesting tone, because at the end of Thor Ragnarok, it seems like Loki is, you know, he's he's there with Thor. Like, he, it, it seems as if he's... I don't know, coming around. He's he's on Thor's side. So that that would be really interesting for him to have some kind of redemption but then be completely blown out. Well, it would complete his arc too. Uh not only That's that. True. Not only that, it was Thanos who like basically hired Loki to to invade New York in the first Avengers film. 
Right. So I think I think Loki has a little bit of comeuppance heading his way from Thanos and kind of failing him. That's, you know, what that's a really good point. That's true. And there's those shots where you see Thanos kind of um he's got Thor's head in his hand and and it just it it makes you nervous cuz it's like he could just crush him like a grape. Yeah. And it it seems like you see Thor's teeth and his his mouth looks bloody like there's been some kind of confrontation. Thor or uh, Thanos is holding his hand his head in his hand and it looks like he's like raising his head up to present it. And then there's a there's a a scene where you see uh Loki kind of being surrounded by Thanos's um horde, the Black Order. Yeah, and um yeah, it, it I'm I'm wondering what's going on there, what's getting ready to happen or is he is is that the point maybe just before Thanos would kill Loki and he makes sure that Thor is going to see this happen. I think that's it. I think he yeah. will yeah, that's him making making Thor watch. Yeah, that's what I think too. And I think that one you know, we know that Banner was on that ship with them too, so I think that you know, in that wreckage, I think Banner's going to escape, and I think that's why you see that shot of that that meteor heading towards the Sanctum Santorum, where uh, also we've seen in the other trailer that Banner does crash land into that building because he has he does meet Doctor Strange there. That's true. So we did see that in that other trailer, so we can kind of put that piece together, and I think yeah. that kind of that kind of sets the stage for those characters, and we also see. Um, right after that, Thanos take the, um, take the stone and put it into the, uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Well, I'm wondering though if that meteor is not Hulk, but that meteor could possibly be that Asgardian ship. Yeah, it could be like a, like a launch ship, like a jump ship or something like that, but, um. Well, no, I'm saying if, if Thanos is gonna blow up that ship and, and destroy everybody, that might be what we're seeing. That's the wreckage of that ship coming into the atmosphere. Yeah, that's possible too. Absolutely. Cause you know what it kind of, it, it's sad. What it kind of reminds me of was seeing, um, the space shuttle when it came in and it, it's burning up through the atmosphere. That's kind of what that looked like a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, and that, that stone that, that was in the Tesseract, I believe is the space, to, space stone. The infinity stones get a little bit confusing to me, but, uh, yeah. I believe that is the space stone. That was the one that was inside the Tesseract. There's a um, space stone. There's a time stone. There's a soul stone. There's a reality mind. and mind. Yeah. Reality and mind. Okay. And, power. and then this, and it's the sole one. I think it's the sole one that we don't know where that one is. Yep. Is that right? Okay. Yep, that is correct. Uh, also, in this trailer, in this trailer, it appears as though Gamora and Tony Stark are talking to each other. That is not the case. These are these are these characters are in two different places altogether. So they are not talking yeah. to each other. I'm not even sure if those two are going to meet each other in this movie. My hunch is the person who who um, Stark is talking to is actually Banner. Hmm. Because I feel like that does take place uh, along that same kind of subplot. And I think that, uh, and I think it's actually been revealed in other trailers that 
the Guardians of the Galaxy first come across Thor. So you have the Guardians that are going to come across the wreckage of that ship, most likely, and you're going to have Thor there, and that's going to be that other kind of unit that starts to form. So I think that's how it's going to kind of start setting the pieces. But we do see Quill, um, Star-Lord, with Tony Stark in the trailer as well. And I'm actually, I'm really interested into seeing that interaction because both of them are incredibly, you know, headstrong, kind of cocky, you know, um, so I'm, I'm one, I'm pretty sure that they are going to be like oil and water. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then wasn't it in the first guardians, if I'm remembering these movies correctly, uh, Quill was trying to steal the Power Stone at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. Well, he he didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, and then at the end, he knew what it was. So, like, Quill actually does have uh, some, like, standing here to be able to talk about it. Because he's actually held an Infinity Stone in his hands. Right. Uh, So, one of the other things that this trailer does set up is, you know, Stark saying that... You know, we have one advantage. He's coming to us. We have what he wants. And the the things that he wants are the Time Stone and the Mind Stone. So the Time Stone is the, um, is located in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange has that in the Eye of Agimoto. And then the Mind Stone, which is located in the head of Vision, which that seems like getting it out would come at the expense of, of Vision's existence. Yeah, and I I have to say, I think I said this when we were talking about um, Civil War, that I I absolutely love the design and the makeup for Vision so much. I I am so enamored with him. I love it, and I I don't want to see him go. Yeah, no, I... I agree. I don't know. I don't know if he's one of the, the characters that'll make it out of here or not. Uh, one has to assume that, that Thanos is gonna to get that soul stone. Or to get the yeah. mind stone. Jeez, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this all podcast well <laughs> with the freaking infinity stones. But it looks like the plan. And see, this is where I, like, I'm wondering if there's going to be this, like, Avengers reunion in this film or not. Or is everybody just gonna be scattered about? I would love to see kind of a reunion scene, particularly with, you know, Cap and, and Tony. Yeah. Uh, cause I think that's what, that's the kind of catharsis that we want from those characters. And that was kind of set up in Civil War that there was potential to kind of mend that relationship, maybe. Uh, but it does look like they're going to send Vision to Wakanda with Captain America. So they're, they're going to have a pretty solid squad in Wakanda. To try to protect him. We also get a shot of Shuri. So we know Shuri's going to be there. My hunch is that shot was included in the trailer uh, after the popularity of Black Panther. Yeah, probably. Because she was definitely one of the standouts from that movie. And I have to say, I was really surprised. And I can't, I can't remember if I mentioned this in our Black Panther review or not. But I would have bet money before I saw Black Panther that the final stone, the soul stone, was in Wakanda. That's what everybody thought. thought. Yeah, I thought for certain that it was going to be revealed, whether I thought for certain that it was. And I guess there's still potential for it to be revealed that it was there. Or is there? I don't know. Let me... um, I want to talk about 
the Soulstone location theories in a little bit, but I okay. just want to point out, I hate the Wakanda theory. I hate it. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like it makes sense until you actually think about it in the larger terms of the story, and you're like, oh, that's kind of stupid. But we'll we'll come to that a little <laughs> bit later. Okay. Um, there might be a loophole, a Soulstone in Wakanda loophole that could be interesting, but we'll we'll come to that in a little bit. Uh, because okay. one of the things about the shot of Shuri that's in the in the trailer that's kind of interesting is she's looking at like um. Uh, like a schematic of vision. So I don't yeah, know if she's... you can see, you can see the little bit of, of gold that's in there, which we would assume is that soul stone. That's what the, makes us the mind stone, him. the mind yeah. stone. Now, now you're doing it. I am. <laughs> um, so, but, but one of the things that I think would kind of be interesting to her is that if you remember uh, from the previous films, vision is like made out of vibranium. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So she would probably be fascinated by just Vision's very existence. Um, Let's see. A couple of other things in the trailer. We do get that really awesome interaction between um, Iron Man and Quill. We talked about that earlier. But I also love the fact that Spider-Man and Drax are there also. But these guys do not appear to be on Earth. No, they don't. It, it seems um, it seems like somewhere that we've seen before, and I'm, I'm from with Guardians. It's somewhere in space. I'm assuming. Well, that's dumb. If they're not on Earth, they would be somewhere in space. Wow. Thanks. I mean, for- I've seen I've seen speculation <laughs> that they're on Thanos' homeworld, but oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I do like the fact that we have Chris Pratt and Robert Downey Jr. uh, doing a little rat a tat. I really, that, that pairing is one that I think would really be a lot of fun to see on screen. Yeah, I agree. And I love the fact that you just have Spider Man and Drax just kind of watching this tennis match of wits going back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we also get, you know, we, we know that there's going to be this big battle in Wakanda also. Uh, one of the things that we see there is the Hulkbuster armor. Now, my prediction is that it is not bad. It is not Tony Stark in the Hulkbuster armor. I think it's Banner in the Hulkbuster armor. I think, I think this trailer, and again, if for those of you guys that might want to retain some surprise in this moment, I feel like they've given something away here, uh, that's going to be really awesome. So if you don't want to listen to any potential spoilers, you might want to skip ahead, but you're already in at this point. Uh, I think that's Banner in there. And okay. I think one of the the things that is going to happen is Banner is going to be using that Hulkbuster armor. Later on in the trailer, we see that Hulkbuster armor get taken down by Thanos' army. Yeah. I am going to bet you that it, that in that moment that we see the Hulk bust out of that thing. That would be awesome. I think he's going to save his Hulk out moment until that that moment comes along in the film. Yeah, because we don't see Tony Stark in Wakanda at all. No, no. we do not. Hmm. So I think that's Banner in there, and I think it'll eventually be the Hulk in there as well, and I think that'll be a lot of fun. Well, not even in there, but busting out of there. That is the fun part. Yeah. To see the you know, Thanos's little army just kind of like fly off of there. That'd be really cool. 
Yeah. We also have the Thor Rocket and Groot Squad that's going to be doing something. I'm not even sure what their what their mission is. It's been relatively limited in the trailer. You don't see a lot of them. Like, you no, know you they're see... together, you know they're yeah. doing something, but you just don't know what. Yeah, you don't see a lot of Groot at all. And I was, I was really looking forward to seeing some more Groot because this is a, this is a little bit more grown up Groot. So. Yeah. Yeah, just get a flash of him. Uh, we also see what appears to be maybe young Gamora holding Thanos' hand. Yeah, her little tiny green hand. Looks like so when cute. Thanos maybe colonized their planet and kind of took her as a ward. Yeah, he kind of kidnapped her, so we thought, but it looks kind of like she went willingly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you look at that shot, I mean, it looks like there are a lot of soldiers that are preventing her people from, you know, providing her any assistance or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the shot of Thor's head being held. When we look at that shot of Loki and the Black Order, it looks like somebody has a some sort of spear thing that is aimed at Loki. So uh, that could lend credibility to our theory that we were putting out there. Uh, you know, then of course we have this big battle in Wakanda that we've already talked about. Uh, I do love this shot of Doctor Strange kind of throwing little platforms for Quill to run on. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Cause I love the idea. Like, you're gonna bring all these heroes together, let them work together. I think that's one of the things that the Marvel films have gotten really good at. Yeah, they let everybody shine with their strengths. They play to their strengths. Complementary powers, too. Yep, exactly. And that that little blip that we saw, that is a video game in the making. I'm like, well, that's going to be in a video game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we see Tony Stark getting his ass kicked because his bleeding edge armor is being just shattered into pieces all around him. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like he's in a little bit of trouble. And that was, that was, so, you know, I talked about it. We got Thor squaring off with Thanos where he's got his head in that kind of like single grip, like palming a grapefruit or something. Uh, we see, you know, Stark looking like he's getting his ass kicked by Thanos. And then we get that kind of awesome shot of Captain America holding back the Infinity oh, Gauntlet. Oh, man. That's crazy. It's kind of the shot of the trailer, right? Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, we knew Captain America was really strong. I mean, there was that amazing scene with him holding on to the helicopter, just bulging out in all of his glory. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) But now, I mean, for him to be able to square off against the gauntlet like that... That's crazy. And I can't judge the, I can't, um, gauge rather the, the look that Thanos is giving. I don't know if Thanos is just like confused, like what the hell? Or if he's, um, frustrated or I, I don't know. I don't know what exactly is happening, what his reaction is happening there, but that's, that's massive that he's able to hold that off. I, f- <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a brief second of surprise. Yeah. Followed by the realization that he has a whole other hand that he can use to just punch the shit out of Captain America. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Because, I mean, it's taken everything Cap has to hold off one hand of uh, of this big purple dude. Yeah. And uh, so this does not look like it's going to go well for Cap. No, probably not. But um, it's it's impressive that he's able to do just that. Okay, one thing that's kind of stupid, though, okay. and I saw this, I saw a whole bunch of TV spots for the trailer the day the trailer came out. Okay. 
And this does not exist in the trailer, but in the TV spots, that shot of, like, Cap holding back the gauntlet and kind of, like, 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 really putting all of his strength into it, for some odd reason that is really stupid, when they cut the TV spot, they put, like, a lion's roar in Cap's mouth. They did? Like, it's, he's, like, he's, like, growling. Yeah, I swear. It's in there. If you look up the TV spot, it's ridiculous. It looks so dumb. <laughs> I don't think I've seen or heard of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if you look it up online, you can find the TV spots. It's like a roar coming out of his mouth. You're like, oh, God, that's so dumb. <laughs> that is dumb. It works much better in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you get that final shot of, uh, you know, Peter Parker yes. talking to Doctor Strange about their names, which is just really funny to hear Tom Holland doing his, his Queen's accent and Doctor Strange doing his American accent. These are like two British guys. Yeah. But I think it's, it's kind of ballsy for, uh, Superman or a little, um, um, I, I, I don't know, presumptuous or, or I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is, but just the way that he's kind of cocky. They're like, Oh, we're using our made up names. I'm Superman. I think you mean like, Spider-Man. I'm super. Did I say, I said Superman, didn't I? What the you hell? You said Superman like a couple times. Have I done that more than once? I mean, you know, if if Thanos gets the gauntlet, who knows? Oh, that's true, because he could pop in and out of anything. Yeah, exactly. That would be really funny. So, I mean, that's that's what we've got out of the trailer. Now, a couple things here just to kind of talk about, like, expectations for this movie. I mean, one of the other things, we've talked about the Infinity Stone, so we know... That the space stone was in the Tesseract. We know that the mind stone is in vision. We know that the reality stone, I think the collector has it. It was that red one that was in the ether from Thor. Mm. Uh, we know Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, revealed the power stone and that is currently on Xandar. Uh, then we have the time stone in the eye of Agimoto and the soul stone is the one that is missing now my hunch is that he will 100 percent get the space stone uh very early in the film uh, i also think he will get the power stone and the mind stone and he can do those almost off camera really if you think about it because he can go to xandar and he can go to where the collector's place is and he can get those three i think the mind stone he'll get i think the time stone he'll get uh and then there's the soul stone i think that's going to be the last the last of these pieces that he needs to put together. Uh, and I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it. I want this to, to get wild. Like my thing about this movie is I want them to go for it. Cause if he has all of the stones, he can really do whatever he wants. He can manipulate reality. He can manipulate time. He essentially becomes God. And I want to see that. I don't want it to be like one of these movies where you got to keep Sauron from getting the ring and he gets so close to getting the ring, but he doesn't quite get it. Like I've seen that before. What I want is for him to get it. I want him to wield the power, and I want them to have to take it from him. That's what I want. So I'm wondering then, do you have a theory on, or what is the way that if he does get all of them, and he does have this god-like power where he can do anything, what on earth would, or, or in the universe would they be a how would they be able to defeat that 
I mean, in the comics, it's happened a few different ways. I know they, they've had, in the comics, they've had help from, like, Adam Warlock and I think from Nebula also. Um, so, I mean, there's all different kinds of stuff. Like, I think there was one where, like, what he does is he uses the, the time stone to age all of the Avengers, like, make them old men standing right in front of him. <laughs> Uh, but he, but he fucks up because when you age an Asgardian, they get more powerful. Oh. So he ages Thor and it kind of is like, oh, nope, that was a mistake. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many different incarnations of it, but the, the reason why I want him to get them is that I want them to go weird with it. I mean, when you think about all the different things that these like stones can do and like, yeah, he can age them. He can, he can warp reality. He can bring back the souls of the dead. He can manipulate your mind. Like he can do things to the Avengers that are actually worse than death. And you know, I want them to go for it. I don't want it to be like Lord of the Rings. I really don't. I don't want that because I've seen that story. You know, I feel like there's always, if the bad guy gets this, you know, then he will be intact and ready to kick ass again. No, I want the bad guy to have what he needs and to, to kick ass and make it more of an obstacle. Push it really far. Don't be afraid to get weird with these movies. Yeah. But there's something that you just said that made me think, you know, there's this thought that, you know, one or more of these characters in the Marvel franchise are going to die. And I think that's in- incredibly possible, but with what you just said, they can bring back the souls of the dead. And especially with that time stone, whoever has that time stone can go back and fix anything. So even if Thor dies, even if Tony Stark dies, even if uh, Loki dies, even if Doctor Strange dies, anybody, Vision, any of them die, they can go back and fix it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, we're not 100% sure of what all these rules are, you know, and there could be a situation where a certain character needs to die in order for them to be able to defeat Thanos. Something like it, it becomes a thing that you can't undo because that that death is part of his defeat. Well, we know that Thanos turns into Cable and shows up in the Death Pool or the Deadpool movie. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. So we know um, how that ends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, um there's been some there's been some interesting speculation about the Deadpool movie potentially in like how some of the early screenings have not gone well. Really? Uh, that might be a conversation for a later time, but yeah, it's got me a little bit nervous about about the film. Oh, man, cuz that that movie took me completely by surprise. I did not expect anything from that and I absolutely loved it. Hmm. Yeah, so did I. I really like that one. Uh, so we do know that, that, you know, where all the stones are with the exception of the soul stone. And that has led to some interesting theorizing about where the soul stone would be. And some have thought that it was in Wakanda. And I said, there's, if you think about it in the greater context of the story, it's kind of stupid. Right. And it is like, because if they're going to take vision to Wakanda to protect him from Thanos, who is trying to get the mind stone, it would be really dumb to have him pick off the Mind Stone and be like, oh, while I'm here, there just so happens to be another one floating around. All of these things scattered throughout the galaxy. Two of them are, like, in the same place. That's ridiculous. Mm. Um, now, the loophole to that is one that I think is kind of neat, but maybe it's more, I think, sentimental than anything else. Some have said that it, it it's kind of, like, inside Captain America. Oh, 
maybe that's why he's so strong against the gauntlet. Yeah, maybe. Um, which I think is a nice idea, but no. Yeah. I don't think so. There are some that said it's in Tony Stark's arc reactor. Um, Tony Stark doesn't have the arc reactor anymore. Uh, however, there are some, there are some very interesting photos that Robert Downey Jr. has posted, uh, that, that do have an arc reactor in there. And I think we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Hmm. Uh, so I don't think it's in Stark and I don't think it's in, cap and i don't think it's in wakanda i don't actually almost gonna go out on a limb and bet money that it's not in wakanda um my hunch is that it's going to be somewhere else entirely something that we haven't seen yet maybe not even a question of where but maybe a question of when maybe he needs the time stone to go get it huh maybe yeah i don't because know. there is yeah, I mean, there, there, there are some, some things that can happen there. Maybe he needs to use the reality stone to get it, or maybe, uh, the mind stone. I don't know. But I, I just don't like the idea that all of these stones just like end up on Earth. You know, the Tesseract was there. It's not there now, but then the, uh, you know, the, the mind stone was there and, you know, because it was in Loki's scepter, which I thought was also kind of weird, because Thanos essentially had it, because he gave Loki the scepter, just so happened to have an Infinity Stone in it. That's weird. Uh, so there's a few different things that with the Infinity Stones that can get a little bit muddy. But I want him to get it. I want Thanos to get it, because I want this thing to get weird. I want them to get crazy with it. Well, and again, that, that just leads me to what I said at the outstart, is that's what makes me nervous, that we're setting all of this up, and... There's so much. It feels like there's so much that needs to happen. And for it to feel satisfying and completely resolved, it's like this is going to have to be a long movie. And I'm I'm yeah. wondering if they're going to push that. And I'm completely okay with it. I'm okay if this is like a three-hour movie. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. But I, I want them to to give it enough time to make it be satisfying like that. I don't want them to say, well, we got to keep it at two hours or it has to be, you know, no more than two and a half. Um, You know, I I would rather have a little bit more for it to feel satisfying and, and um, that it's fully resolved. I also think you might see some characters die, but I also feel like those dead characters are going to appear in the Avengers Part 4. Well, yeah, with what I just said, if they if they get that time stone, it's not going to matter. Well, they have it. So, but do we do, do we want to talk about the do we want to talk about the set photos for Avengers 4 that came out? If you want to, I actually I have not really seen them. I are, are you talking about Entertainment Weekly stuff? No, these are these are photos that came out uh, several months back. Because what they did was they filmed Infinity War, then they took like two weeks off, and they came back and filmed the fourth movie. So they were filmed very separately with a little bit of a break in between. And when they came back and filmed The Avengers Part 4, uh, which they don't have a title yet, which is kind of strange, uh, there were some interesting set photos that came out. I don't know if it's strange. Showed- Maybe the title would somehow give away what happens in this one. So I'm sure yeah, they might have a title. It. They just haven't released it yet. Yeah, I mean, there were people that were speculating that's going to be called, like, Infinity Gauntlet, like, instead of being Infinity War Part 1 and 2. I don't know. Meh. I don't know. Um, but 
the set photos that came out were very interesting because uh, they appeared to show uh, Tony Stark. And, and Robert Downey Jr. posted photos on Instagram that showed an arc reactor in his chest. Uh, but then there were also set photos that showed Thor with long hair. Uh, so it appears as though They're going in back Avengers in time. 4... They're either, it's either a flashback scene or they are going back in time. Cause they also had Captain America in the version one, Captain America, you know, big white star on his chest. Yeah. So they may be going back in time. It may involve a flashback. I don't know. But I mean, it is possible that they kill off some of these characters and they do appear again in the form of a flashback or maybe. Again, Thanos can deal out punishments that are worse than death for these characters. He can, he can warp their reality. He could, he can imprison them in time. He can do whatever he wants. So, I mean, maybe they're going to think of something even more, uh, impactful. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I want them to be, I, I really want them to, to stretch the boundaries of the possibilities here. I want to see how creative this production team can be. Yeah. I mean, I think there are certain characters that are safe in these movies. I feel like, you know, I feel like the characters from Black Panther are safe because they're just getting off the ground. Uh, I feel like Spider-Man is safe because they've announced his next film. Uh, and then I also feel like most of the Guardians are safe. I actually believe that we might lose one, maybe two characters from that franchise. Well, I I don't recall seeing Nebula in this trailer. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think, know if she would. I think Nebula's a goner. Yeah, I do too. I think, and, and I actually think I, there's an. I think there is an outside possibility that Drax might be a goner too. No, I don't. Because I that. think, I think those two characters are tied to Thanos. Without like Thanos, kind of completes their arc. Yeah. God damn it! I hate it when you're right, and you're right, and I love Drax. That would kill me. But the other part of this too. Is that, and, and this is like, I, a lot of people that are fans of these Marvel films have speculated about it. And the Russo brothers have like, well, you have to have stakes, you know, in order to have emotional impact. The only thing, my only reservation about that is this is still Disney and Disney does not like killing off their property. Right. And I think back to the Avengers 2, you know, Age of Ultron, where like they were setting up Hawkeye to die. And he didn't. Instead, they got rid of Quicksilver, but there were already, like, two Quicksilvers because of, you know, the X-Men and the, the Fox films. So it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a big loss. Uh, and, like, for me, the Russo brothers can talk about stakes all they want. Uh, my only criticism of Civil War is that it had no stakes, and that was their movie. So they can talk about stakes all they want, but they made a Civil War movie where nobody died. Right. They took Rhodey's legs away from him and gave him fucking legs at the end of the movie. So I don't want to hear about stakes from those guys, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, they need to they need to prove it on screen first. Yeah, I remember having that discussion after we saw that. That was, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I do think it is possible that we do lose some characters because they, they kind of need to, to go about kind of cleaning house a little bit and, and pave the way for the next incarnation of, of what the Marvel Phase 4 is going to be. Because if you look at it on paper... There's actually not a lot of Phase 4 stuff out there. I know that, that Feige has said that they're, you know, they're getting ready to move into Phase 4 and they have a whole bunch of films. But if you look at what's been announced, 
like officially announced. We have Infinity War. Right after that, we have Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Then in March of 2019, we have Captain Marvel. Then we have another Avengers film. That Avengers film should close out the early incarnation of the Avengers. And then moving forward, you have Guardians and Spider-Man. And that's all that's been officially announced. I believe they greenlit the Black Panther sequel. Yeah, I was just going to say that. So it's really Captain Marvel, Guardian, Spider-Man, and Black Panther. Yeah. And I think, you know, and, and there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that still kind of remains to be seen. So I'm very curious, and I wonder if if they're going to start throwing some of the Fox franchises in there. Uh, you know, the X-Men, yes. may, maybe they make an appearance. I would love to see... I would love to see that so much, because I... Oh, man. And I wonder, would... Will we see uh, another Fantastic Four movie? Are they going to attempt that? There have been so many attempts at Fantastic Four movies that just haven't been any good. Yeah. But Marvel slash Disney has this magic touch of being able to, um, I don't know, endear you to these characters. And, and I would, I would love to see them do really do right by Fantastic Four. I would love that. Yeah. I think it's something that they could probably save. They could probably save that for a few years. You know, wait five years and then and then throw a Fantastic Four movie out there. Yeah. Because you can get by on, you know, some of these other characters. I don't know what's going to happen to some of the secondary characters like, you know, War Machine or Falcon or, you know, Bucky Barnes. I don't know what's going to happen to those guys. I mean, I don't know that they're necessarily going to take the mantle. I actually feel like Captain America is going to be replaced by Captain Marvel. And I think the the faces of the MCU are going to be Captain Marvel, T'Challa, and Spider-Man. Wow. Huh. And then there's going to be more, I think, that are going to get thrown in there. But And then the Guardians also. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that one of the things that I don't want, though, I don't... I want... If they're going to keep utilizing the cinematic universe, I want ramifications for all of it. Like, if you're going to do something big and bold and do this ambitious ensemble film that you're going to do, awesome, do it. But then make the consequences reverberate through the rest of this stuff. Yeah. You know? Because it's one of the interesting things about Black Panther, right? Black Panther talks about, you know, sharing their technology and their advancements with, you know, the, their neighboring countries and things like that. Okay, fine. If that's the decision that they've made. But now we should start to see the world improve, right? Like we should, we should start to see those actions permeate the rest of the universe. Just like if Thanos comes in and destroys a bunch of shit, you know, I don't want to see them just eye of Agimoto that shit back to, you know, 2009 before the age of these heroes emerged. You know, I don't want a reset button. I want, I want the consequences of all of it to be laid out for us. Yeah. You know, I want this universe to be fleshed out. Yeah, I think that would be great. However, I just have this gut feeling that what you don't want to happen is what's going to happen. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I I understand what the hype is. I know it's like, well, we're going to lose a lot of characters. We're going to lose a lot of characters. These characters are going to go away. Um, okay, I'm on board with that from, from storytelling, from a storytelling perspective. Like, you can reasonably find ways to kill off Thor, um, you know, particularly Tony Stark. I think, you know, there's a, there's a noble death in there for him. Captain America has always felt like a character who's a man living out of time. Uh, so there's no real place for him either. Uh, so you can kind of complete their arcs. And I think it would make sense logically and it would help drive the emotional impact. But my problem is, I'm going to believe it when I see it because my my biggest criticism of the Marvel films is their lack of stakes entirely. Yeah. So to me that's that kind of remains to be seen. I want them to prove it. I want them to prove that their films have the stakes that they are building up. I want that to match the the build up that we're seeing for this film. I agree. And I um uh, yeah, I hope we see that. And again, I I can't help but continue to say it. I hope it's satisfying. I hope it doesn't feel overwhelming. I hope and 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 not overwhelming because of like emotional or anything like that. I mean overwhelming with they're just throwing so much shit at you because there's so many characters, there's so many things that have to happen and it's just like you know what? Give me a second cuz I got to process all of this cuz it's just too much that's being vomited in my face. So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm hoping and I and I don't know how they are going to lay it all out. But I have to say, and I've mentioned this before as well, they've done really well in being able to trim the fat and keep things moving forward without it straying too much from the main narrative. And of course I'm apprehensive about it, but their previous track records have been really good. So I I think they will be successful in it. But um Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's a I, massive undertaking. I also think there's a chance that that Hemsworth sticks around. Because I think Thor Ragnarok, I think, surprised a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and it I also it, upset it, a lot of people, too. A lot of people don't like the fact that it was so much of a comedy and so much of a different feel than any of the other movies. I actually loved it. I, yeah, I don't both... think that that bears out when you look at the box office results for it. It did very, very well, and it got really great reviews. So I think that's probably a minority of people that that had that criticism. Yeah, no, I loved it. So I'm I'm a fan of it. I I loved um, Taika Waititi's humor all over that movie. And that's that's kind of the also the unknown thing, right? Is like, how does the success of Thor Ragnarok maybe keep Hemsworth? Do they do they try to bring him back to do a couple more films? Uh, you know, you know, well, how does that shake out? Or how does the fact that Black Panther is about to become the most successful comic book film of all time in yeah. terms of box office? Uh, how does that factor in? Like, who's your big draw? Like, who's your new Iron Man? Is it Black Panther? Because it might be. Is it Spider-Man? Because it might be. Or maybe it's Captain Marvel. Maybe Captain Marvel is so awesome that that becomes your new central figure. I But it's kind of hard to deny Black Panther at this point. Well, you know what, though? But uh, yes and no. Yes, because the, the phenomenon of that movie is incredible. But with one of the things that we had said 
our our main criticism that we had for that movie is that out of everything in that movie, the actual character of T'Challa of Black Panther was the least dynamic thing in that movie. When he stood out so much in Civil War, but then when he was in his own movie, it was almost as if he was dwarfed by just the amazing characters that were around him. Maybe so. But I also think that, like, when upon repeat viewings of Black Panther, I will say his story did, um, I did find it to be more effective the more I saw it. That's not to say that it, that it's, that it overshadows the other characters, because I still think he's, again, overshadowed in his own film. But, but his arc does have a lot of merit to it. There is something, there is something in that arc that I found interesting. Yeah. Uh, when I went back and saw it again. But I think that's what's so interesting. Like, it just feels like as Marvel's entering this new phase for their cinematic universe, that it's actually a little bit more up in the air and unknown and uncertain than it's ever been, you know, going back to the beginning. Yeah, I think it's incredibly exciting. I mean, especially to have this many movies to come to this point and for it to still feel fresh and unknown. That's yep. that's incredible. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how after not just after this Infinity War film, but after the Avengers four comes out, um, you know, in twenty nineteen, you know, how does that how does that you know set the stage for the next incarnation of of what the Avengers are going to be? Yeah, and I know. I think you know. I know Feige has his plan for how it's all going to shake out. Uh, but I'm curious to see what that looks like. I'm curious to know what movies are on his big board that we don't know about yet. Oh, but we will. Oh, we definitely will. I mean, I think that's going to make the next couple of Comic Cons really interesting. Like, what what kind of stuff? I mean, it would not surprise me if we get at this year's Comic Con, we get our first look at uh, Captain Marvel, which I think will be exciting. I hope so. Yeah. Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. I think there's going to be just a lot of exciting news to come out. I think there's going to be a lot of very, you know, fresh ideas. Uh, hopefully, hopefully there are some stakes in this movie. It, it, like I said, it's, it's being set up that way. Now I want them to deliver on it. Yep. All right. So any other thoughts about the Avengers before we, uh, before we close out? No, I am good. I feel, uh, I feel we've covered it pretty thoroughly. And we will be revisiting the first two Avengers films uh, as we lead up to uh, Avengers Infinity War. In addition to that, I think we'll also take a look at Captain America's Civil War, kind of help to, to you know, talk about the overall arc of these, of these films. So we will be revisiting those in future episodes, which is exciting. Sounds good to me. So you guys have heard our thoughts on the Avengers Infinity War second trailer, but we'd like to hear yours, so hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at NerdFlixChill. Also, check us out on LRMOnline.com. You can find us among their podcasts. Uh, so, yes, that's another place where you can find us. For right now, if you're, you're looking for our backlog, NerdFlixAndChill.com, however, that will all be migrating over uh, to LRM eventually. That's not up and running just yet, but it will happen soon. So, <laughs> we wanted to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Hope you uh, enjoyed our discussion. Until next time, everybody, may the force be with you because the night is dark and full of terrors. <laughs> <laughs>